0: Welcome to No Room for Phonies. It is the end of March and today I just want to talk about the top 10 ways to spend a day. But before I get into that I want to talk about the cocktail of the month. We've been drinking March's Mule and uh, we're looking forward to actually next weekend April's Cilantro Mojito. So basically, you take a handful of cilantro, a lime, a teaspoon of sugar, and a half an ounce of sugar syrup, which is just watered down sugar, and muddle it all together. Then in ice cubes and two ounces of white rum and club soda. So I'll let you know how that goes. But uh, looking forward to that, I do love a good mojito. Have you checked out the website? There's lots and lots of recipes on there. A lot of ones, the ones that we talked about in the last podcast are there. If you are gluten-free, it is really actually a great resource. Uh, bis- biscotti, pasca, muffins, and I'm just adding more and more all the time. I just put our brownie recipe up there and we just did some gluten-free um, egg rolls. So sometimes I take a standard recipe, but I'm always adding my own tips and suggestion uh, to it. And on that note... This week for book of the month, I um, am recommending the Oshi oh, Glows cookbooks by Angela Lydon. They're vegan, but I often add, like, when she asks for vegan cheese or whatever, I usually add regular cheese and sometimes even meat to some of the recipes. But uh, the basic recipes, she's got some great cr- recipes for crackers and bowls and pasta sauces and there's a great chickpea uh, salad in there so have a look and uh, there's two in the series that I have and I'm not sure if she's published anymore or not but a great uh, couple of cookbooks to invest in. The podcast of the month I really want to uh, encourage you to um, have a look listen to Brene Brown and Unlocking Us Because her conversations really unlock the deeply human part of who we are, so that we can be more courageous and have more heart. So it's kind of like the braving the wilderness, but, you know, she interviews people, she talks about her life. So really worth a listen. So with that in mind, I want to jump right into the top, the 10 top ways to spend a day. So I asked my husband at some point, what were the three things I spend most of my time on each day? And he said, looking after our home and those around me, improving myself, and my creative projects. So I kind of didn't think that was too bad. And I felt that it was really true. I do look after our home and, and those around me, I do um, take courses and read and 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 uh, try to improve myself and get better be better today than I was yesterday and I have always got a lot of creative projects on the go whether it's quilting crocheting knitting uh, sewing whatever cooking whatever it is I do love uh, a creative project. I even try to look at cleaning as a creative project as I organize things that they're, so that they're better and more accessible and that our house is more um, organized and comfortable for living in. So the number 10 is that uh, I always have a good book handy. Whether I'm walking, in the car, cooking, sewing, drinking tea, coffee, wine, or water, whether it's Kindle, Audible, a real book, reading to children, whatever it is, uh, a good book handy is always uh, part of a great day. So I I was looking up and I looked up the top 10 children's books and I just uh, wondered if any of these hit a chord with you, whether it's something you read to your own kids or you're reading to your kids or grandchildren. So the top 10 children's books, Peter Rabbit, Beatrix Potter, The Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. Little Women, Louisa May Alcott, Where the Wild Things Are, Maurice Sendak, Alice in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll, Heidi Bo- by Joanna Spyri; Anne of Green Gables by Lucy Maud Montgomery, good, New- good Night Moon by Margaret Wise Brown, Winnie the Pooh, A.A. Milne, and Charlotte's Web, E.B. White. So certainly all ones that I have spent time reading to kids. So uh, if number 10 is a good book, then number nine is writing in a journal, writing in a blog, because I do write a quilting blog, you can find that on my website, writing things that I want to include in my podcast, listening to something meaningful. And um, there are often if I can't think of something for a journal, that's where the top 10 came. And I write down or look up or read about so like things like the 10 harsh truths that people prefer to ignore. 10 things that would have the biggest impact on humanity. Why is art important to society? What is freedom? What have you done in the last six months that has helped you feel like you are living your life to the fullest? Why is play important? And I did a whole research thing on that and wrote about it. Here's a good one. Write down 30 things about yourself that have nothing to do with what you do or the roles you play. Not about you being a mom, not about um, cooking, baking, any of those kinds of things, but 30 things about yourself. I did a whole bunch of reading on consciousness, what is consciousness, I did some reading on what is wisdom, 10 people who are important to you and one word to describe each one, three quotes that inspire me and every month I sit down and I write out goals that I want to accomplish uh, in that month. And then I go back and review them and write new. And it's not pressure. It's just the idea that um, I have a plan and I'm always thinking ahead, which brings me and and I'm, I'm always taking courses on Udemy. So that I have referred to as well on my website and the different courses that I've taken. So um, there's reading, there's writing and listening. And there's also number eight, as a top 10 thing in a day is to follow my to do list. I write down everything. I love to cross things off every day on my list. So I always have a meal plan, a walk or exercise plan, a reading goal, which off and on, depending if I get binge watching something, but I have a quilting, a knitting, a crocheting, a sewing, a quilting blog project. I always work every day on my podcast website. And a journal prompt. Usually I'm writing a letter, sending a card, dropping off something to someone, or giving somebody a call to check in on them. I always have cleaning and keeping the house goals, and yard cleanup and gardening. I add my errands and appointments to that list. And sometimes I add like a baking, canning, making stock, or sauce, or whatever kind of an extra on. Like right now, we are baking Posca pretty much every day because I want to give a lot away for Easter. And then I also love the record of having everything I have done recorded. like a, It's almost like a journal, not in that you're thinking about things, but it's a journal of the things that you've done to keep your life going. And I keep them for a bit and then I, I look back. I particularly sometimes look back at meals because... Sometimes I think, oh, what, I, I made that and how often have I made it and am I in a rut or whatever, but I do look back. So number seven in a great day is to do something creative. We need our norms, our standards, but we also need to break out and take risks and try new things. And this helps us really for me to be a problem solver and practice innovation. It was something that I did as a principal all the time. And so I didn't want to lose that aspect of who I am. You know, I brainstorm, I look outside myself, I read magazines, and I'm, you know, I try to follow creative and thinking people on Facebook rather than just getting into all the dribble of what people post about, you know, um, how they don't ever want to go back to being how they were and, you know, and, and all all the kinds of dribble that people can post. And I I really want to emphasize like you don't have to be an expert and sometimes it's just great to be a clumsy student of something to cultivate a new hobby and I can speak from experience I had never quilted I had never knit and never crocheted like I'd never done any of those things and I just picked them up and tried them and I'm not perfect at it but I love doing it and it is a creative problem solving outlet for me Um, just creating a website was a creative outlet for me. And um, sometimes I marvel at how good I have become at asking questions and improvising and building on mistakes and being intuitive and, and just moving between that idea of wonder and questioning and thinking, what can I do next? And then the idea of rigor and just buckling down and getting it done. Part of a great um, day for me is eating healthy and well. I've rejected all these one-size-fits-all fit diets and this diet culture and I try to make sure I'm actually eating enough throughout the day and I try to eat every three to four hours usually starting around noon because I do do intermittent fasting and stopping at eight, eight o'clock at night. And I'm focusing on including more foods and not taking foods out, trying new foods and experimenting. And I've, you know, I look at my values sometimes, and then I think about how my relationship to food aligns with them. If I want to be honest and authentic and curious and non-judgmental in my life, then I probably should be that when I eat as well. And I I really do enjoy the act of cooking and I do enjoy it when everybody kind of comes in and chops and helps and, and I, I think that we all need to be mindful about we, what we eat. We can all fill up a bowl of chips. I read something today about 10 chips as a serving and, and the person wrote below 10 chips is what I eat while I'm in the pantry trying to decide if I want to eat chips or not. But that's not mindful eating and more fiber. I certainly um, I add psyllium husk to a lot of things that I eat and I don't worry so much about eating the rainbow, but I think about taste and what complements each other um, in a dish and where are some different tastes like, you know, what salad would taste really good with this particular um, this particular meal? And how can I fit things in? Like this week, I'm going to make a souvelet, um, which is a, a vegetable, a stewed vegetable, and then I'm going to make falafels with it. So, you know, you just kind of think over um, what do you want to serve together and be creative. And I sometimes go for more regular old, old veggies over superfoods. And I try to try new things with some of the things that are more common, you know, like peppers or cucumbers, you know, putting them in a, in a, in a dismantled, what I call a dismantled sushi bowl, where, you know, you don't actually make the sushi, but you crumble everything up and put it on top. So um, I think you can eat what you love with balance. And sometimes you can skip the healthy version and just eat what you're craving but you just have to do it in in balance and we do eat vegetarian here not all the time but we do eat both vegetarian and vegan dishes like certainly the falafel night that will be vegetarian probably not vegan because eggs help the falafel stick together I add fresh herbs to everything and i always keep ingredients like for go-to pantry meals kind of in stock like i always have pasta and ground beef and sauce and salad ingredients just so that i can go ahead with that and i have fun i plan meals and i have fun exploring new recipes and when in doubt i always put fruit and nuts in salad on cereal in cookies, whatever, fruit and nuts go a long way. So another big uh, part of my day, the number five is exercise, walking, biking, fitness, the weather has been great lately. And so we actually have been able to get out and have a few, a couple of good bike rides already, some 10 to 15k bike rides. And uh, I've changed my belief and working through Hasfit has really helped me with that. I've changed my beliefs about working out. It's empowering to work out. And it's not about losing weight for me. It's about health and wellness. And I have thrown out my scale. I don't get on a scale. I know when my clothes fit me well. I know when I've eaten something I shouldn't or I've eaten something I shouldn't for five days in a row. I know those things. I don't need a scale to tell me that. I know by the way I feel. So I use fitness as an empowerment. And it's taken me a while. And part of the reason why I'm finding it so empowering right now is because I have found the right type of workout for me. Mostly I like to be outside, biking, walking, like once the weather gets nice. But I also have found in this HasFit series a series of workouts. That allows for um, knee strengthening, shoulders, full body stretching, lots of good um, dumbbell exercises that aren't too crazy, but can be crazy. Like a, just a huge variety. So you can find information about Hasfit on my website, but I really encourage you to have a look, um, a look at it because it really has changed my life. You have to create time for it. You have to make it a priority, and that's why I put it on my list. And you have to make sure you have a couple of good, um, either some good carbs or protein and drink water after. I always drink water and eat some kind of fruit after I've worked out. And the music on, I'm not a huge music person for a workout, but the music on Hasfit is fine. It's more background and I often work out with my husband, which does encourage me as well. So the good book is 10. Writing and listening to something amazing is 9. A to-do list is 8 for me. Something creative is 7. 6 is eating healthy and eating well. And 5 is exercise. And number 4 is my showing love and compassion Or empathy for someone or being connected with someone whether it's just sitting down having a conversation with my husband sending a handwritten card cooking or baking or sharing some kind of canning growing something dropping off flowers or sending flowers the gift of time a walk a coffee babysitting sharing a book creating something for someone writing a poem in a handmade card for a loss or an occasion, a fun themed basket like a Sunday or a movie night or a pasta night, something homegrown. I've even made donations in people's names just to let them know I'm thinking about them. So I try to do that. In fact, I know that I do something for someone every single day. And it might be just a matter of, oh, I'm working on a project for someone and I just keep working on it to complete it. But I do work on something um, every single day that is about love, compassion, empathy, or connection. And I, that really is because my kind of my theme, my life goal theme is to make things better, for um, the people in my circle and bring joy to their journey. So doing something like that for someone every day is kind of part of who I am. Number three for me is the idea of um, planning ahead. I plan ahead. I make a list, I get things in order, and I think about where I'm at. I plan meals, I plan for holidays and occasions. And that's one thing I've really had to let go of during the pandemic because there's nothing to plan for. There isn't. And you can't your expectations have to stay pretty low. But um, I still plan fun things I can do and drop off at people's houses and that's why you know I bake and make little packages and baskets for people so that I can drop them off. I also plan for cleaning schedules like laundry and washing windows and deep cleaning and organizing. I do all that kind of planning and I just feel that my life is easier and better. Like I almost have all the windows rewashed for the spring and uh it's great I plan for one room a day and I just keep at it till it's done I plan out my acts of kindness like the Easter I have a list of people that I want to connect with over the Easter holiday and drop something off and I've thought about that and made a plan as I said before I plan for workouts and exercises and I just find planning ahead um, more rewarding and efficient and I use a calendar. And I look ahead and I I plan. So um, I just, I'm not a fly by the seat of my pants person. I like spontaneity, just like the net. And a lot of days, you know, things get crossed off my list that I don't bother doing or don't get to. And that's fine, but they're always there in the background. And then when I have a day, you know, if I'm feeling, oh, not too motivated or whatever, and I look at the list and I think, no, let's get going. Let's get some stuff done. Let's focus on something. And someday maybe it's just finishing a good book. And I'm looking forward to the warmer weather because for me, a goal is just to read a book and be in the sun and, or outside in the good weather in a chair with a cup of tea or a glass of wine or whatever it is. So planning is, is a huge, um, thing for me. And um, I've talked about this before, but this idea number two for me is to continue to lower my expectations. I lower them that, but I still do things that reflect my needs and values and my identity, but I lower them in terms of what I expect from other people. And here's the questions that I, I think it's important to ask yourself like will this matter in 10 years does this person really care for you or are you just hanging on to something for some reason or is it time to kind of just let that you know relationship go because you're just pounding on a brick wall how important is this compared to other things in your life how can you get what you want down the road And what are some things you're proud of? And maybe what can you learn from this? So when you're starting to think like your expectations aren't being met, you know, maybe think about some of those questions. And also think about, you know, the only disappointment you have really in life is when you expect somebody from something from someone else, and they don't deliver on that. And you can't control that. And it just, it messes with your head. So I've been there and I still go down there, I'll send a text to a friend and then I don't hear back. And I'm like, especially someone who I know, texts me on like, I hear from, and then I start thinking, oh, is something wrong? And then I start, you know, and with some people, I just I'll call them up and say, Hey, I didn't hear back. Are you okay? And then I get the impression like with some people that They're not texting me back. And that's okay, but you have to let go of things and make a decision about where you want to be in your life. And I think texting sometimes has made things difficult because it used to be we just called people up and had a conversation and we just don't do that so much. And I've started to think about that a lot and whether that's something that I should just do instead of sending somebody a text, Just call them up and say, hey, how are you doing? And then you get the real sense of how they're doing and where things are at. And the number one thing that is part of a great day for me is mindfulness. So kind of understanding and maturely approaching my thoughts and feelings. And that kind of goes with the one before where your expectations are lowered If you start feeling like someone's, you know, ignoring you or doing or whatever, I think you have to get out of your own head and just be mindful that thoughts and feelings are not truth. And if you want to live by what's true and what's real instead of your feelings or your expectations, then I think that that makes you able to cope so much better and to just find joy in your journey. I recently listened to a book called The Enlightened Gardener and I know now I'm kind of recommending a second book, but it's the whole idea that what you think is what you are, is what you become, is what you do. And so if you are thinking, oh everybody hates me and my life is terrible and I'm never going to and the past is you know, always going to revisit me in some way, then that is true that that's what's going to happen. And so instead of that, I practice gratitude. I check in with my body and make sure I'm getting everything I need to be healthy. I pay attention to my heart and the things that I really want to do that bring joy to my journey, like investing in other people and not having such high expectation. I live in the now, in the, in the moment. I acknowledge my past, but I don't let it mess with my head, I guess is the right word for that. There's another book called The Power of Now, and it's it's a little out there, but it's got some really good points. And sometimes you just have to practice a centering exercise. Um, I Sometimes I just stand and feel my feet touching the ground and realize you know I'm here I'm alive I'm healthy I'm great and just that sort of idea of where are you at this moment I'm on a bike I'm riding I feel the wind like those kinds of things which may count all hokey pokey but they really do grounding yourself and centering yourself really does help if you work with Hasfit for a while as a training, you will find this whole idea of um, breathing. And if you do, like, you don't have to do yoga, but just the idea of taking a breath, seven breaths, take, breathe in for seven, hold it for three, breathe out for nine, Some some kind of whatever, just to make sure that, you know, if you're in the middle of something where your mind is playing tricks on you, your your thoughts are becoming negative or all consuming, grounding yourself in breathing really, really, really does help. And I talked about mindful e- eating and active listening. You know, don't listen to somebody for how you can respond or what they're saying about you or your life or whatever. Just listen to listen. Just listen to understand and observe your surroundings, like be part of the world and the community that you you live in. So there you have it. Those are my top 10 uh, ways to spend a day. So I'll just like a good book, writing, a to-do list, creativity, eating well, exercising, showing some kind of love and compassion and connection, planning, keeping your expectations low and living in that constant now kind of mindful state. So that's how I spend my days and I hope that um, you have some ideas or that it helps you to kind of think about how do I spend my days? What what is it that are are part and do they really reflect who I am, or am I just in some kind of crazy rut that I need to, you know, consider getting out of or changing or doing something about because we are in control of our lives. We are responsible for where we are at in our own lives. So that's it for um, the top 10 ways to spend a day. And uh, I'm going to come back in the middle of April after Easter, and I want to talk about 10 blessings from my past. So this is good. That's going to be pretty personal because I'm actually going to talk about some specific things and how that learning or that has impacted me, you know, where I'm at today. And it's kind of that idea of how to take the best from your past even though we all have stuff in our past that maybe isn't so great so thanks for joining me for no room for phonies the top 10 ways to spend a day